the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Want to know what your competitors are up to? Serving as an essential ad and marketing intelligence platform, Social Peta covers advertising data from over 80 global ad networks across 70 countries and regions. And they have more than 300 enterprise clients. You might have heard of a few, including Google, Tencent Games, NetEase Games, and so much more. Learn more by visiting socialpeta.com. That's socialpeta.com. Want to boost your mobile app's search visibility on Google Play and the iOS App Store? Well, you can find hundreds of the most relevant and popular keywords for your app in just one minute. And you can create effective metadata with ASO Mobile. Check them out at asomobile.net. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to helping you grow your app downloads. And more importantly, and the main topic of this conversation, your revenues. And this is a question that I get a ton. I've done a couple of different live streams that are like, AdMob, talk about AdMob. And I'm like, I don't know anything about AdMob. And so I... This is why I love my job. I try to find people that are experts in the space, bring the content so that I can sort of be a database for all this knowledge, whether I'm not an expert, but I know of this. So sort of like a Wikipedia for the app space. But let me introduce the guest. His name is Sid Gupta, and he is the co-founder at AppBroda. Go check him out. It is AppBroda.com if you want to learn more about how to increase your ad mob revenue. But Sid, welcome to the show. Hi, Steve. Thanks for the warm welcome. Yeah, man. Look, Sid, everybody's excited to be here. I want to say hi to a few people. Joe was here early. Yeah, he's like, hey, really pumped for this one. Joe showed up early. (laughs) Clearly a lot of people with a lot of questions. I'm I'm, I'm assuming this is going to be a very interactive conversation because we'll get into some of the the high-level stuff, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions coming in. But here, AdMob has banned... For incentivized content, we are a GAC local news platforms that plays citizen writers for reviews on their story. Have given the explanation Google many times. What can we do? Yeah, what happens for this? Do you, do you get do you, so? Let me reread the question. AdMob has sure. banned it for incentivized content, and they are a UGC, sure. so user generated local news platform that pays citizen writers for reviews on their story. And then sure. AdMob, and you, I'm sure this is the number one question you get. Add my band me. Like, what the hell? What happened? What do I do? <laughs> okay. So you've got to really understand where the money flows for AdMob, right? Uh, Google is a company that makes money through ads, right? That's where they get the money. And AdMob is just a channel where they distribute the money, right? If you think about um, how Google is actually making money, 80% of its 50 to, sorry, 60 to 80% of its revenue comes through its own properties. The rest 40% comes through the AdMob platform. Right now, when the money is flowing through the advertiser, it always prioritizes the advertiser over everybody else. Now, this is where uh, in in the recent uh, two years of uh, AdMob and AdSense, Google has become extremely, extremely strict in terms of understanding where the fraud is happening. And a lot of times, and this this is a very good question, a lot of time Google does blanket bans. If it even finds a single, single problem of 
uh, ad fraud or incentivized traffic where it feels the user has been generated simply for getting clicks on board and it might be a very small percentage in your app or a website but if google finds a hint of it it just simply bans you it just makes his life easier for them uh, and as you can understand the support for google is very very limited so if you try and sort of reason with them understand and go out to them telling them this is not something that happened through us a lot of developers i speak to actually say that they run their entire platform through google ads itself so for the incentivized traffic to come seems rather vague uh, but yeah this is a very very common problem and that is why i think uh, ad ad manager comes in really really handy we actually work with developers in understanding where uh, the incentivized traffic comes from there are a lot of controls available in google ad manager uh, that helps you identify where the incentivized traffic is coming from for example a lot of time uh, the country that you're uh, advertising in a lot of times those countries need to be removed from your google ad targeting so that automatically your incentivized traffic is limited a lot of times you have put in formats in such a way that you're actually getting false clicks so for example a lot of developers and does not happen by uh, by chance but sorry it does not happen by um, what they wanted to do but it happens by chance uh, you get placements which are actually by false like you get a placement where a user is clicking by accident and when he clicks on it there is uh, the he comes back from the ad immediately so if you look at the google analytics from uh, google adsense uh, google ads you'll realize that the bounce rate on those ads is extremely high and that is where google classifies it as incentivized traffic so there are a lot of small small changes that a developer can focus on uh, to sort of reduce the incentivized traffic and ensure that they don't get blocked but uh, in today's uh, google environment to get yourself unblocked either on adsense or admob is almost impossible and i think this is where ad manager comes in really really handy uh, but you can't really get blocked uh, we help you with a lot of tools and resources that helps you ensure that this never happens to you i love it i love it and i'm going to load it up right here too so here's the website go check them out it is at broda right here and some of the ways you guys help is definitely with monetize monetization there's a lot of great study case studies that you guys should check out right here but let's say i want to make this a general topic too not just specific to app broda but what are sure. some like main things that we can do to optimize ad mob earnings i know one of my friends told me he was like hey you know i have many calls right like i go I call for a high ECPM first and foremost. If I can't sure. find that, then a lower ECPM. So what are some good ways Sid, that you found that, hey, here's one, a few things that every app developer can do right now to increase their ad mob revenue, ECPM revenue? Sure. I think it's a very, very important question and it's a very broad question. So you've got to, uh, I think the more important thing is to understand where are you in your app journey, right? Uh, I broadly classified into three categories. You can be in your launch phase, uh, where you're trying to understand what you're trying to build for your audience. You're building features. You're getting a lot of feedback from your clients, and then is where you're trying to build your ad strategy. The other is your growth phase, where you've understood uh, the product. Uh, you've built a product that works for your customers. You've got good feedback. You've got good retention, and then you're scaling the product to get more uh, users across multiple geographies. And the mm -hmm. third is maturity phase, where you've got a decent amount of audiences from four or five good countries, you're building good revenues, now you need to increase your revenue further. So each phase requires a different strategy. And usually what people do is they start using the strategies in maturity phase and launch or launch and growth. It's very important to understand what you're trying to do, right? Uh, let's talk about each, okay? Uh, so let's talk about launch, right? 
let's say you've built an app or a website and it's great you've got the main core features now once you put it in the market you get a lot of feedback right uh, so i think the most important metric that you should be focusing on is retention uh, when you're focusing on retention you realize you do a lot of updates within your apps you will do maybe weekly uh, bi-weekly updates and at that time uh, be advised that you should actually not look at ad strategy at all your aim should be to actually build a very solid retention number that allows your customer to actually come back to your site and actually come back to your app and start building um, a sort of relationship with you right at that point in time once you figure out that this is what i want to promote to my customers where your update cycles drastically reduce and go to maybe two months or a month for that matter is then when you start building your ads strategy into place now you've got uh, the first thing i think the first optimization for ad mob is actually placement and i think this is highly uh, underrated uh, underrated uh, people really think that placement is uh, is not enough as an optimization strategy but i think it's it's highly underrated uh, you realize uh, when you're when you've got the basic structure in flow you've got retention in flow you want to build ads slowly and effectively so that your retention does not impact right uh, as you can understand you spend a certain amount to get a user right and if you're losing that user out because of retention loss because of ads that's not going to work for you so your retention number needs to be constant now the first thing and this is when i talk about the launch phase you've got the retention in place first look at your placements now placements there are a lot of things that you can do uh, the first is the kind of format right um, i'm sure if you guys follow you realize adbomb actually has started launching formats quite regularly now even well, let's take an example banner which was one of the most common formats uh, about 2 years ago they've slowly slowly upgraded to newer formats from banner they launched smart banner they recently degraded the smart banner and launched an adaptive banner now these three formats by itself can be experimented to understand what is getting you higher cpm i have seen developers who tested between banner and adaptive banner and in some cases banner cpm is much higher and in some cases adaptive by itself this is a very very great optimization strategy understand where what works even in terms of placement should it be at the bottom should it be placed at the bo- top uh, what should be the density of the ads that should be in place all these things by itself are great ways to build a very very good starting point this alone has seen uh, as shown to increase an ecm increase of 30 to 40% and beyond that especially in the launch phase you should not experiment with anything else don't go into mediation don't go into any other study just purely purely build on formats and it's great you've just opened it up right you're seeing yeah. 320 50 banner they launched the smart banner and the smart banner they've recently deprecated and now they've got the adaptive banner which is a great format yes please it- the adaptive banner just because yes. i don't know nothing about this is just sure. something that adapts to your screen size right like more Correct. of like i'll up go up and down i won't just be fixed at 320 by 50 it'll just adapt to whatever screen size is available is that what they correct mean? it no. adapts to the screen size because as you can realize the screen sizes are varying so banner usually takes up a smaller space there's a lot of white space that appears right and i'm sure right. you experienced it yourself adaptive right. completely takes up the place that's quite amazing the other thing that adaptive banner also includes is video demand by the way so if you mm. just scroll up sorry um, can you can you yeah, just yeah, up please. yeah you, if you can see that image right for the adaptive banner this is mm-hmm. the image does not have to be a static image 
Google also uses mm-hmm. video instead. So a lot mm-hmm. of video demands also native demand also buffers through this. So a lot of times the eCPM is much, much higher as opposed to if you use a regular banner. But I've seen it both ways. So uh, there's no straightforward answer to this, but you should definitely experiment and understand what to do. Even here, you realize even putting the banner on top or bottom also makes a very, very vast difference, right? Wow. You want to put the banner at the top or you want to want to put banner at the bottom. Uh, there's a very big term that is used called banner blindness. And essentially what happens is when you're building your app, you realize a point of time, your CTR starts getting lower because the user is getting used to that, <laughs> that spot. So you've got to understand, should I be putting at the bottom? Should I be putting at the top? Should I show some users top or bottom? Uh, can I keep on interchanging my placements to ensure my banner blindness does not happen? So this by alone itself adds a lot of value. That's awesome. And have you seen the like changing? Whoopsie, let me. There. <laughs> have you seen changing the top, bottom, going back and forth? Does that do anything, or should you always place it in the no- normal spot that you've always had it? Uh, it makes a very, very big difference, man. Okay. Um, and this is <laughs> highly understated, but it makes a lot of difference. Like you, I, I have seen cases where the revenue increases upwards of fifty percent by just placing the testing the placement and figuring out the right placement. Mm. Uh, and I think wow. a very good tool to sort of use here is Firebase. It's a free tool. You can sort of run multiple experiments. You can understand, you can sort of segment your audience to 30, 30, 30, show some, some top show, some banner show, some people at the top, some at the bottom, some people are rotating banner, sometimes at the top, sometimes at the bottom, understand what works for you, what is getting you the maximum ROI, and then sort of use that strategy forward. And I'm going to assume this, Sid, the banner ads, like catch app. Now this is a few years ago, but I had a chief sure. revenue officer at ketchup and he said banner ads were the number two performing ad placement right it, it was banner ads sure. it was pretty crazy so i'm gonna assume video ads is probably where you want to be that's probably gonna be the highest sure. ecpm and then how would you rank all the type of ad types like what's the best so, yeah <laughs> oh, sorry so uh, banners dropped one spot below so you've got a uh, rewarded video which is video ads as top priority then you have mm-hmm. interstitials now, which is doing really, really well, really? and then yeah. becomes banner. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, and then think about the placements of each one. Correct. Right? Like, and that's yeah. that's only the launch phase. Uh, we've not even got into the growth of the maturity phase, but that's oh, the okay. main strategy that you should focus on when you're launching your app or when you're understanding what you're trying to sell to the customer. This is that it don't look at sort of, uh, and this is a very, very common mistake I come across regularly. People start looking at mediation or people start looking at uh, multiple, uh, multiple calls right at the launch of this app. And I'll tell you the problem with that is when you're looking at multiple uh, ad networks or when you're looking at multiple calls, the problem is these strategies only work at scale. When you try and sort of optimize with, let's say, 10,000 ad requests or 20,000 ad requests, the scale is really, really small for even Google to understand where you get the maximum ROI. So placement becomes the main ROI improvement strategy when you're looking at launch stage. Got it. All right. I'm going to recap, Sid, because you said, hey, on the launch phase, we actually don't recommend, like, focus on retention. So that's why I was like, I thought this was the growth phase in my in my notes that I was taking. You're like, hey look, don't recommend, you're like, you're just launching, focus all on retention, super high updates. When you're starting that growth strategy, think about ad placements, formats, 
So am I recapping this properly? And then I wanted to move oh, on. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah, okay. yeah, go for it. Cool. Yeah. All right. And then what about the maturity? So now we're fully matured. And this is probably my friend. He was fully matured and he was talking about the multiple calls. But what about when, when an app is in that maturity rate or stage? So let's, let's define what maturity means. Yeah. When talking about maturity, you've got uh, uh, at least a million downloads. You've got a decent amount of ad requests coming in your place. And you've got four or five countries where you've got considerable revenue coming from right now when you have four or five countries that you're considering getting revenue from it's important to then look at uh, mediation as priority one now when you look at mediation mediation is a very very wide uh, sort of topic to talk about right it, it talks about multiple ad networks how do you sort them up do you look at waterfall or do you look at rtb uh, from a placement standpoint do you look at uh, uh, flow CPM or target CPM. How do you sort of set the audience? How do you segment it? So it's a very, very vast topic. And I think the first topic that you should talk about is how do you move from ad mob to other demand sources? So I think this is the most common thing that people do is, and it's a good way to look at it. You go from ad mob to fan, right? That's the very good starting point. You go from ad mob, you add fan as a very good source. And as you can understand, and this is, uh, I'm sure uh, I've also been to a lot of chat rooms where people talk about uh, AdMob and what it values or what it offers. And most people you talk about or talk to you, they'll say that AdMob has a 99% fill rate. That is a very, very big value. It might not have the highest ACPM, but it definitely has the largest scale of inventory that it can offer. On the other hand, when you add every other ad network, it's usually better CPMs, but lower fill rates. So you need to first understand that AdMob you need to optimize on, then you add fan and then you start looking at other ad networks that's the way you should go it so the first thing and this is a very important point you said when you look at ad mob how should you go about optimizing it and one of the most simple things that you said is uh, multiple calls right uh, google actually has this rule that you can actually do three calls three calls per ad network uh, it allows you to hit ad mob multiple times so that you can get the maximum value out of it right now when you do three calls you have to understand what strategy do you use uh, there are two ways that you can actually hit uh, ad mob one is target cpm and flow cpm uh, do you understand the difference or should i get into a little more detail about it yeah please i, I think i understand the difference <laughs> but for target sure. cpm you have this floor is like hey give me the minimum this is the minimum i'm willing to show an ad for but yeah please without a doubt without a doubt and i think uh, a lot of people think flow seems the good way to do it because you can cut off the remnant inventory but uh, target is a much better approach for two reasons one uh, google has recently launched this and it, i think it's available both on admob and ad manager and the biggest advantage is uh, there is a very strong google ml algorithm that's in place that automatically changes your target a flow cpm there is still a flow CPM strategy that Google automates in the background, but what it does it, it not only increases your eCPM, but it also increases the fill rate, which is a very, very important aspect. When you simply put a flow, you cut out all the bids that are coming below it. But if you put a target eCPM, Google understands that this is the target eCPM that I want. And it automatically understands that if the fill rate is too much, you'll automatically remove it. So it'll automatically understand what the floor should be, keeps on optimizing it, to ensure you get the maximum fill rate and you reach your target ECPM. Now, this is again where ad manager comes in really, really handy. Um, as you can understand, putting a target ECPM or a flow CPM is a tricky business. You've got to really understand the historical performance of it, right? When you look at the historical performance, you'd like to understand what is the bids 
that are coming. Uh, now, when you look at Ad Manager over AdMob, this becomes really, really helpful. Why? Because Ad Manager gives you two data points which are really, really helpful, helpful in deciding this. The first is the number of bids and the average bid. These two parameters, it gives you by country and it gives you by format. This allows you to help make better decisions in terms of where you should place the target ECPM. So that is a very, very big advantage. Okay. Yeah, a lot of stuff here. All right. I love it. All right. I want to say some hi. I don't know if I'm going to get to everybody, but Noah, good to see you. Rassi, Yash. Uh, this is Farheem, Fernando, and then Chintan. I'm going to say it that way. Samuel, good to see you week in, week out. I do have a, a question here. I'm assuming this is a question by Rashish. He says, getting ads limit in ad mob. What do we do here? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, you can't do much. Like I said, uh, it's really difficult to convince ad mob uh, once you've got an ad limit, right? And I think, um, again, this is a very interesting point. Uh, I, one thing that I missed here is policy. Uh, mm. right google's policy landscape is also very very rapidly evolving you've got to really keep yourself updated with what new pointers they're coming with how do you interpret their policy what does it actually mean right and uh, i'm sure you've also read google policies they're a bit vague right you've got to really understand where the nitty-gritties are and how does it impact your business as you can understand google makes general policies and guidelines right and how does it adapt to your business how does it make change how should you ensure that you should not create any violations in the business that's where i think people are losing out a lot um, uh, the interpretation of those policies because they're subjective a lot of people make mistakes and essentially that limit leads to an ad mob blocking right and i think again this is where ad manager adds a lot of value and we add a lot of value right mm. uh, the idea is we help you with the policies end to end uh, we actually work with google quite closely on this we ensure that we read all the policies regularly we talk to google wherever there's an interpretation issue we talk to them on a regular basis understand how it impacts your business and eventually change and uh, help you understand that these are the key changes that you need to do so that you don't get blocked got it can you tell us a little bit about adx google adx the difference sure. between that and google mom sure so Google AdX and also called Google Ad Manager now uh, mm. is a very, very interesting tool. So uh, what you mentioned is very interesting and I was talking about it. Uh, there are three phases when you sort of uh, go in your journey. Uh, there's launch, there's growth, and there's maturity, right? Uh, Google Ad Manager comes really, really handy when you're in the mature phase, right? It, it's got really amazing features that help you sort of understand and increase uh, your capability to optimize. The first is bid distribution, right? Which I was talking about right now. Uh, once you start optimizing AdMob, it's very important to put a target CPM or a flow CPM, right? And with uh, Ad Manager, it gives you the number of bids and the average bid of all bidding partners. This gives you really, really a very strong confidence in terms of taking a strong decision about the pricing strategy. The other thing that becomes really, really important is automatic data collection for mediation, right? Uh, when you put uh, when you get into the mediation business, when you start putting floors and start putting uh, CPM floors, uh, AdMob generally allows you to use a default CPM or you put a standard CPM, right? But uh, in Ad Manager, it uh, does an automatic data collection. You can enable that. That allows you to set a dynamic floor that automatically increases based on what the right demand is. That's wow. supremely helpful. 
right? The third thing, and I'm sure, and this is something that I've also seen in a couple of videos that you've done, uh, is A-B experiments, right? A-B experiments is an extremely important uh, aspect that developers need to look at continuously to optimize and find sort of areas to improve on, right? Ad Manager has a lot of built-in experiments that take away 90% of your effort. They've got built-in setups that allow you to just set up a key values and run the experiment and it automatically understands the minimum viable uh, audience that you need to set up so that you can get the experiment. It understands that if it, you can scale it to 100% audience, how does it sort of scale and will it be a scalable strategy and automatically recommends you to implement it. Another very, very interesting thing about Ad Manager is this section called Opportunities and Experiments. Now, the more experiments and strategies that you conduct, um, Google proactively works on insights. It understands your network revenue, it understands your performance, it understands your delivery, and highlights uh, strategies that have the most effective, uh, are most effective, and recommends additional opportunities for you to maximize your revenue. Got it. I love it, Sid. Hey, Sid. So you right here, you know, like we can work and solutions super easy to get started. No SDK. You guys help us with the monetization when you talked about being mature right in that maturity stage is that a minimum number of monthly active users daily active users what are the metrics that you guys are looking for that makes sense for you to work with different publishers sure we're usually looking for a million downloads uh, okay. a million downloads is a good metric um, i don't want to get into the dau mou because uh, when you've got a million downloads you've basically tested out the audience you've understood what you've built again uh, we can go into depending on the country that you're in uh, mm. We can talk in terms of ad request, but a million downloads is a very good way to understand if you're mature or not. Got it. All right. We got a lot of questions. You ready, Sid? Yeah, without a doubt. Super <laughs> <All right>. excited. <laughs> I've got a lot of information to share. I, I don't it. think an okay. hour would be enough. Well, we'll have you back, man. People, people love this stuff. <laughs> this is like the most without active I've ever seen the, the live stream. All right. Omar says, we need more content regarding the ads channel. Ads, the channel focuses way more on in-app purchases. Sorry, Omar, that's just what I know. <laughs> so I need more friends like Sid to come on and teach me all this stuff. All right. Uh, let me see. There was a problem. Actually, let's see. Okay, Joe asks, is incentivized traffic the same versus invalid traffic? Uh, yes. So uh, to some extent, yes. Uh, for incentivized traffic, Google does reduction as well. And for invalid traffic, Google does reduction as well. Uh, invalid traffic, you will get a reduction for sure. Incentivized traffic, Google may or may not deduct. Right. Nice and sweet. Abdullah says, is there any website or reference to use to monitor the changes of CPM countrywide? Countrywide. That's that's actually a very, very good question. And we're actually building something for you. Uh, Abdullah, we'll definitely share the links across once we're live so that you can sort of monitor the CPMs countrywide. And I think uh, maybe if I can if I can get a chance to expand on this, I think uh, especially once you look at the mediation strategy, right? It's always important to understand seasonality of it, right? Uh, if you look at any, if uh, all developers who've integrated beyond Facebook and Google, they've realized two things. One, all ad networks are not good in all countries. There are certain ad networks that only work in certain countries. That's extremely important to understand. And the other thing is there is always a seasonality. If you think about it, uh, beyond all these products, there is a sales team, right? Who's sitting out there going and selling multiple products. And it also depends on the companies who are actually advertising at that point in time. So for example, if uh, obviously October, November, December, the largest advertising 
seasonality that ever occurs throughout the year you see a massive spike in a lot of trends across all a lot of demands but each ad network will might propagate different kinds of demand so you have to also understand the category of app that you built so if your category of app works with the kind of demands that the ad network is getting automatically you get a cpm higher but if that is not there it'll automatically decline so it's very important to understand and keep uh, a check with the kind of trends and seasonality that are there in multiple ad networks got it all right do, 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 do. i love that i'm glad you brought that up Duh. so please let us know when that cpm country by country without a doubt rohit good to see you i'm going to say yeah yeah, says, what are good ad platforms for mediation apart from AdMob and Facebook ads? Uh, a couple of them. I think uh, uh, Iron Source is really good. Uh, I think uh, uh, if you've tried Iron Source, I think Iron Source, beyond that, I think um, Unity has a decent platform. Yeah. Simple. How much CTR is safe? Uh, Click through rate. How much CTR is safe in AdMob also is. Is CTR higher than if CTR is higher than how to fix it? Well, that's again, that's good uh, <laughs> it's a good question, There's man. Many it's a good people question. are clicking on my ads. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I think anything between ten to fifteen percent is a good CTR. Above fifteen percent CTR is something that uh, kind of puts your app in a category that Google will continuously keep check for invalid traffic. So try and maintain a CTR below fifteen percent. How do you do it? Uh, that's a very interesting question and it, it'll depend on the app to app. I would definitely say you get in touch with us and we'll help you understand how to decrease your CTR and without having to impact your revenue. Hmm. Decrease it, Haunted. It's going yeah. too high. No. All right. Uh, that's also a problem, man. Uh, I never thought that would be an issue, but that I is an issue. Either. That's why I was like, yeah. I wanted to emphasize that. So you actually no, no, I, I completely agree because uh, again, you have to understand uh, when Google is sort of understanding incentivized traffic and you're getting 20, 25% CTR, uh, Google certainly thinks there's something wrong. It's mm. extremely high CTR. Like you just have to wonder why people are clicking on your ad so much because it's the same ad that are available across multiple apps. So maybe you're showing format in such a way that is leading to false clicks or the you're getting incentivized traffic and that's what google presumes across and that's why like i said a lot of blanket bans happen uh, when you have such high ctrs yeah rohit says i'm sure you get this all the time sid my ad mob is suspended and then he got suspended for self-clicking he didn't know that i was logged in with my dev store dev or play store dev email on the device i was testing is there any way to appeal uh yes there is a way to appeal there is an appeal mechanism available we can share those links with you but again the chances of repealing your admob account are fair to slim mm. well joe did give some suggestions and just for those who are just listening to this joe says you should 100%. always test you should always use test ads or register your device as a testing device. As a test device. Sure test. Yeah. 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 Just showing. This is again, and this is a very, very important strategy. And I thanks Joe for this. Uh, I think a lot of people make this mistakes when, especially at the start of the app, and they've rolled out the app, they start testing those ads on their own. They get their testing team to sort of click on these ads, understand if the tracking is working through. And a lot of time, Google starts seeing this as fraud. Uh, especially mm -hmm. you do this when you have really low traffic, right? And if you're, let's say getting 10, 20, 
daily active users and out of that four are your team who are using and testing those ads so the percentage of it becomes a concern for google it does not look at scale it looks at a percentage uh, as uh, fraud so that's why always use test ads or get your test uh, de- device registered as test and then how do you get in, i know we talked about google ad manager now adx how do we get google adx as an individual developer contacts abroda <laughs> yes so i think you have to be contacted by either google or you got to work with abroda to really use google adx am i understanding that right sid correct Okay. The idea is, like I said, sorry, just uh, in, uh, expanding a little bit on that. So, uh, Adix as a product was designed for only large, large volume clients, mm. right? And it's only in the recent, uh, uh, recent years that Google realized that this is a product that can actually add value to small developers as well. And this is where we come in place. They found partners such as ourselves who who have worked on large clients, who understand the value that we can bring to large clients. And if we can sort of replicate the same success to smaller clients, imagine the ROI that we can get for them. Yeah, uh, That's the idea. So individual developers who have great apps, who are trying to scale their products, who, who are in the maturity phase, who are trying to increase their eCPM, AdMob might be sort of uh, limited in terms of capability to increase. That is where ad manager comes in place. Now, obviously there is a way that you can actually go and apply uh, to Google's website. We can share the link with you guys where you can directly apply for an ad manager. If you get it, great, start using that. If not, mm-hmm. we've got the backup where you can work with us and we can help you increase uh, your ROI through Google ad manager. And AppRoto will help you with the revenue monetization too, where I'm assuming Correct. that if you even get access to the inventory, you know, you'll still have to figure out the revenue monetization side of things too. Correct. There's some great case studies. All right, one last question. And we'll hit the app audit. Avish Avinash says, "If appealing is hard, does it make sense to create a new app <laughs> to start fresh?" <laughs> if you can create one and get away with it, you're lucky, man. But uh, as per Google policies, if you've been banned by AdMob once, Google does not allow you to actually create another AdMob account. Okay. All right. That's a good question. I'm glad we had it, and I thought it was funny to bring it up too. All right. Tired of overpaying for App Store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.